just returned. It is back. And better than ever. We are ready to bless you with Bird Week 2 here on Football After Dark. I'm your host, <laughs> Justin Cutlip, the Juzby. Matt Dustman's over there losing his shit, the number one Chiefs fan. <laughs> oh my god! Are you right, buddy? Uh, uh, I'm here. <laughs> they didn't expect me to, to do that. Oh my goodness. I warned them, but I don't think they were prepared. No. Next him, professional sports broadcaster Nate Kuyper. Oh, man, that was that was interesting. Up in the production quality here on Football After Dude, Dark. it's skyrocketing. <laughs> ever since ever since we got that sponsorship from Sprint. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, yeah, I trashed them. <laughs> yeah, you did. They're sad. Next him, our number one stats man, Corey Clements. Thanks. I, I just got a promotion to executive producer here on Yeah, he did. Football <laughs> after Dark. He helped me with some effect stuff. I didn't Stats think about. guy slash associate producer slash audio engineer. Slash Philadelphia Eagles running back. Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl champ. So today on the docket. Darnell Docket. Anybody remember him? He was great. Man, what a great. Do you remember he what... loved midgets. Do you remember Jesus. what? He did. <laughs> no, honestly, he would be the first to admit it. Like, if you find Darnold Dockett's Twitter, he was, like, obsessed with, like... If you look up Darnold Dockett's Twitter, the best thing you can find is him live-tweeting jury duty. Oh. Oh, I heard about this. He was one of the funniest NFL players. He's he... up there with Pat. Oh, yeah. he Darnold Dockett's really, really fun. So, anyway, hmm. on the Darnell Dockett today... Ooh, that's well, a... first, first, we should also apologize that we lied about the teams last week so we could surprise them with Bird Week this Yeah, so week. I could surprise you with the heavenly goodness that is Bird Week 2. Ah! Oh, Bird Week, man. I missed it. Ah! Anybody miss Bird Week? Ah! I missed Bird Week. Ah! We only get to have it. I miss Bird Week! Ah! Except, I guess, I technically we missed it, like... Like eleven times. Or yeah, I was gonna. Times. We missed it a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> this is episode fourteen. So man, we, technically we, did, missed we just it need to times. pass a someone pass a bill to have every single NFL team renamed to a bird, so we could just have like sixteen. So bird every weeks. week is Bird Week. Every week is Bird Week, dude. Perpetual Bird Week. I'm I'm okay with this. upcoming on the Discovery Channel after Shark Week. Man, you put me explosion. Don't you worry about what I do in post. <laughs> Because we just said Bird Week a lot of times. <laughs> Don't worry about what I do in post. <laughs> All right? Okay. I'll make the magic happen. Anyway. Real quick, what week is it again? Bird Week! That's All right, I just wanted it. to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that we will be covering, well, some two of us will be covering... The other bird teams. Yep, I'll be doing the Baltimore Ravens. I guess I got the Philadelphia Eagles. We do. Actually, there is another bird team. The Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be like bird and... Bird moment. Bird <laughs> Bird <laughs> hour, maybe. When we get to it, yeah. Bird moment of the week. Bird day. Here is your sponsored bird moment of the week. <laughs> Brought to you by Gatorade. 
then after that, we'll we'll do. Uh, we're gonna give you some fantasy football team names. Well, they are. I forgot. <laughs> I have just, one. Just come up with some more while it's going. I'll probably. I'll try. I'll you're you're a smart man. You got this. Uh, also, among that section, I'm going to. Uh, this by the time this goes live, my uh, our main fantasy football draft will have already happened. I'll probably have my team name ready. But I'm going to start a Twitter poll for my team name. Well, you know what you could do? Just wait until after. Well, no. What you do is when you're uploading this, post on our FadPod Twitter page. Go on there. N-F-A-D-P-O-D. N-F-A-D-P-O-D. And put the survey there. That's what I was right after, right after we're done recording this. That's the plan, yeah. Yeah. So you still get, you know, you put you, you mention it here, and then you mention it on the tweet. I guess I don't need to have it ready the day of the draft. No. I could just put this up the day of post, and then that's what I'm going to do. And, right. and the public gets to pick my team name this year out of a list of many, many gems. But we'll get to that later. For now. Oh, and we're doing the. Oh, yeah, we're doing the uh, NFC North. The NFC North this week, yeah. And I'm picking seventh in a mock draft to help you guys pick seventh in your mock draft. Weekly mock draft by Super Bowl champion Corey Clement. What were you last week? <laughs> three? Was it three or four? It was three or four. I, don't I think it was four. Because I listened to the episode a couple days ago, and I'm pretty sure it was four. Okay. So we're doing that. So who wants to go first with their little... Uh, uh, but for now... Oh, that's right. We're going to kick off this burning episode with the only weekly football news segment you need to care about. It's the Jubby Report. Welcome to a special Bird edition of the Jubby Report. That's my favorite part. It's my favorite part of every episode. Because I have absolutely no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> Rams cornerback Aqib Tlaib has officially put the final nail in the coffin of his beef with now Ravens wide receiver Michael Crabtree, telling reporters, that shit dead. <laughs> that's a quote. That that's direct from Akeem Talib. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's good. It's so good. The beef is over. It's done. They worked. They worked through their issues. Next time, student loans contacts me. I'm just gonna tell them. The I don't thing. know. <laughs> I don't know you, money. That shit dead. <laughs> we done, man. Speaking of being dead. Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey is not quite ready to start playing after his rotator cuff surgery. The Eagles are looking to be very careful with him, which means he likely won't play one snap during the preseason. Oh, no. There's a strong possibility he ends up on the good old pup list to start the season, though. Right now, he's on it, and they haven't, uh... Yeah, I mean, I will talk about that in a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll save that for... With, with, the, with the Eagles report. Yep. While I was putting this thing together, I read a report from SB Nation titled, this is, this is the title of the article, The Lack of Injuries is the Real Positive for the First Falcons Preseason Game. <laughs> I couldn't agree more! <laughs> could you, you could, man, you know what, I don't mean to rag on the media, I ragged on the media a lot this morning, but that is quite possibly the laziest 
title for it. Because you could literally sub out the word Falcons and put the 31 other teams. Yep. And that article would work. But whoever it was, just didn't matter. Lack of injuries in the first preseason game. Everybody's played a preseason game so far. Yeah, uh, that's the literally the most important thing, Whew. honestly, in the preseason is you guys don't get injured. Whew. Good job. Eagles offensive tackle Lane Johnson said he's ready to face the Patriots again in the second week of preseason. Did, did any of you guys want to tell him? Do you guys want to tell him? No, okay, I will. Tom Brady is not going to play more than 15 minutes! Calm down! <laughs> anyway. Oh my. Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett is claiming this is the year where he gets it together. If, if you believe it, raise your hand. For all of you audio listeners, which is all of you. Oh, nobody raised their hands because they can't see it. So, (laughs) that's the Joby Report. All right, so since you didn't mention it, I want to mention it. Uh, We've talked a lot about maybe all these personalities in Los Angeles being the downside of the Rams. The Jaguars just got in a fight with each other. They did. I talked about that this morning. Okay, here's the thing. Um, We'll just touch on this very briefly. Okay, it seems like Dante Fowler's just a crazy person. And that's the cause of the fight. Because Dante Fowler's suspended for the first game of the season this year. Because he literally attacked a man after, like, an incident while they were driving. Where apparently they, like, got into some altercation while they were driving. Dante Fowler, who is... I don't know how big Dante Fowler is, but he was bigger than the man he was following. He followed this guy in his car until the guy stopped got out, Fowler then proceeded to knock his glasses off, stepped on them, and then threw his groceries in a river. So I think Dante Fowler's just crazy, and Yannick Ngakwe was just like, man, you crazy! And Dante was like, and like like attacked him, essentially. Also, uh, the reason I didn't report on it, because it was a jumpy report. Oh, and then on the bird teams. Ramsey came out and like attacked the Jacksonville media, which was like kind of bad. But yeah, I think that was a uh, that wasn't a good. I'm a I like Ramsey, but that was like very misguided and not in a good. They're, place. they're doing their job. Like that's literally what they're supposed to do. See Fowler there tweeted is... they hated Jesus too. I'm telling you, dude. What he's, is he's, wrong with this? He's man? crazy. He's there's something Guys, wrong with Dante oh Fowler. Like I wouldn't say that too loud. You don't want him to oh, come. Sh- Oh, I'll come no. beat my ass and throw my groceries in the river, you pussy! That's oh, my f- my god. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm wired today, guys. You're a little off the handle. He's too hype about Bird Week. He is, man. I am very hype about Bird Week all the time, every time. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, Matt. Oh no. Would you like to talk about the Eggles? I can talk about the defending Super Bowl champions, I guess. What's there to say about the Eagles? What a chore. Right? Oh, my God. Covering the Super Bowl champs. This is the hardest uh, team report I've had to do yet. Nothing to talk about. Oh, man. They've had a rough offseason keeping almost everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Acquiring even more pieces. (laughs) When your main losses are your offensive coordinator, your quarterback coach, Trey Brent Burton, Brent Selleck, and Tory Smith. Vinny Curry. You're doing okay. Oof. They were actually who did they repl- oh, I'll let you go. I was gonna say. Like, 
Maybe you want to look at their quarterback situation. They have a top 10 MVP candidate in Carson Wentz when he's healthy. He's going to come back and start for them. Who knows how he bounces back from that. Maybe you count that as a... No, wait. They got Nick Foles. So if Wentz needs to slow his roll and come back, Nick Foles can just run RPO and win a bunch of games. <laughs> yeah. The, their, their, largest weakest, weakness, their largest weakness on the offense is their receiving core because their wide receivers are... I'm not going to say below average, but I say they're about average, and Alshon Jeffrey... is still dead, yes. ...purportedly with the shoulder injury, maybe starts on the PUP list, misses the first eight weeks. So that leaves you with uh, Nelson Aguilar to replace Torrey Smith. They got Mike Wallace as a deep threat. You're not going to get much out of that, which means they'd have to rely even more so on Zach Ertz, their tight end. Um, They lost their tight ends two and three, Blaze Brent Selleck, Trey Burton, but they drafted. Oh my god! Dallas Goddard. Thank you. I had that written down, and then I might have deleted it, and I feel stupid now. But they drafted him in the second round, and he's gonna fill in in that number two spot for blocking. They have an amazing three-headed monster rushing attack in Sproles, Clement, and Ajay. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> They still have Pro Football Focus's number one rated offensive line. Jason Peters at the center, right tackle Lane Johnson, right guard Brandon Brandon Brooks. Oh my God, this name Halapuliavati. Good, you you hit it out of the park. That was. Jason Peters is gonna be back and healthy, and he's a perennial Pro Bowler, like. I don't know how you how do you stop any of that. Their defense was the number four rated defense last year with number one against the run, 38 sacks, 19 interceptions. Their best linebacker, Jordan Hicks, is healthy again. Like, their weakness on defense is in their linebacking core. It's still led by Hicks, who's one of the best defensive players on their team, though. Like after Hicks, they have Nigel Bradshaw. They got newcomer, bleh, newcomer Corey Nelson. They got rid of Michael Kendrick, and they already lost Paul Worrylow to torn ACL. So like, that's their weakest section of their defense is their linebacking core, and it's still not that weak. They have the D-line led by Fletcher, Cro- eh, Fletcher Cox. They have DN Brandon Graham, who had question marks going in the last season, but then had nine and a half sacks. They also have, had the sack that stripped Brady and won the game. Exactly. They have Jernigan. They've got Haloti Nada. They have Destiny v- Vio. Vio? Vio? Yeah, close enough, yeah. That number one rushing defense improved. And I don't know how you can improve from being number one. <laughs> you stay number one, I guess. That's really hard to do. They have one of the better safeties in the league with Michael Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod's really good too. Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills, Rashad Douglas return for cornerback spots. Last year's draft pick Sidney Jones comes back and he's healthy off the ACL tear or Achilles injury. And he's good too. All they've done is become healthy and they were already a top five defense. The only things that you could really purportedly say are wrong with this team that I already mentioned, you don't know what you're going to get out of the quarterback play right away. You want to see how Wentz comes back. 
but you can bring him back slower if you want because you have Foles in the RPO. Wide receiving core, thin. Linebacking core, thin. And I want to see how they play off the Super Bowl hangover that a lot of teams, you know, have. But I still have them at 11-5 and five and winning the NFC East. Like we talked about the NFC East a couple weeks ago. You already know my record for the Eagles. Yeah, they drop a game, and I think that's because they come out of the gate weak again. They started last year a little weak and then kind of got their like, moss rolling down the hill. It was like advanced Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you're going to see that again this year. But it's going to take a little longer. They have 11-5. and five. They're still going to win the NFC East. They're still going to be the two seed in the NFC this year. And I think they're, they're on track to defend that Super Bowl title, as crazy as it sounds, to even think about. But they're just that good. And it's hard to say anything bad about them. I think the... Obviously, we all talked about the <laughs> NFC East already. We had our little takes about the Eagles. The only thing that I want to mention, I guess you could say, is that losing... And this was the same thing that I said about Deshaun Watson. And why when I was doing my team report about the Texans. The biggest... One thing that does kind of set an offense back is getting a new offensive coordinator. Which they did. Frank Reich's no longer the offensive coordinator. He's the head coach in Indy. Yep. I think what's even harder than that is when you have a franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz who isn't getting the practice reps in that new offense because he's just coming back from the injury. That's the only... And but, but, but Now, granted, you did say they could just put Foles out. I think Foles can win you, like, three games, but the end of that regular season, he did not look very good. Like, in the Super Bowl, he looked real good. But a lot of people forget, like, those last two, like, regular season games... Nick Foles did not look very good. That game against Atlanta, they shouldn't have won that game. Atlanta should have beat them. Julio Jones had that touchdown in his hands, and he dropped it. So, granted, I mean, I mean, Philly's. I have Philly going eleven and five. Like, it's not like these are these are problems that are like, you know, I don't want to say they're minute in scale. They're minute in scale compared to what I'm talking about with the Ravens here. Exactly <laughs> right. We're about to go from like. Problems that you wish you had versus problems that no one wishes they had. So, ironically though, both teams have quarterback controversies, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Which is a cool little thing with it. But anyway, the only other thing I wanted to say, the Frank Reich thing kind of worries me a little bit. Because because Carson's not getting that, that actual on-the-field familiarity with the offense. And the other thing I just want to say about the Eagles is they had a top five points per game defense last year i talked about that today as well a lot of the stuff we're talking about today i talked about already i would my team would have a top five scoring defense too if i played the giants twice last year if i played the washington redskins twice with their batted up offensive line and no running game if i had to play dallas when they didn't have zeke and they had the des situation if i had to play chicago if i had to play denver I think my defense would be pretty good, too, points per game. 
I'm not saying that they're bad, but they did give up over 35 points in the Super Bowl with two weeks to prepare. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know. I, I sort of see that. My, my counterpoint to the offensive coordinator slot is, I wonder how much of that offense is was through Doug Frank Peterson. Frank and how much was just Doug Peterson. I think it's Doug Peterson's schemes, similar like an Andy Reid type thing. Where And then Reich's calling the plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, yeah. But I know Peterson, because Peterson's the one who like called that Nick Foles touchdown catch play in the Super Bowl. So Philly I know special. something. Yeah, whatever they called it. I, I know that... Uh, he calls the play sometimes, mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder how hands-on the O coordinator is. That's yeah. why I feel like it's, I don't see that as much of an issue. I could see what you're saying about the defense, though, but... it We'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, we won't see it from the Eagles' perspective. We're going to see it in Indy with Frank Reich as the head coach, being the first real offensive coach Andrew Luck has ever had since he was in college. So if if the success that Frank had, if he was calling all the plays, right? If that success doesn't immediately go to Indy, where Indy's kind of in a similar situation as far as like the personnel outside of the quarterback on offense. They kind of have like that average receivers. Like TY's clearly better than everyone, just like Alshon's better than everyone. And then their running game's kind of like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different guys. So it's kind of a similar ty- style of offense as far as personnel goes. So we'll see how good old Frankie does. The only, like I said, the only other thing about that was like their defense. Like I get that Fletcher Cox is really good. Holodi not is a little old. Like he's, I feel like he's gonna be more of like that guy who comes in on like guaranteed run plays. Well, I agree. That's why I mentioned the three players that I did. I think they're perfect for rotation. Right. That's why I'm not saying you need Which to Which they did that. a lot. That that was like what the Eagles like predicated themselves on was like constantly rotating defensive guys. Which might have actually been the reason why they got kind of lit up like they did in the Super Bowl. Because the Patriots were just like, we're just not going to let you sub. We're just going to... Which is the which is the counter to that. Like when you have a team that substitutes a whole lot on defense, the counter to it is run, hurry up offense. Mm-hmm. And the, the Patriots did to such success that they still almost won. So, who knows? Maybe a lot of more teams are going to do that against the Eagles. So, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Moving on. The good old Eagles. Oh, man. I can't wait for this one. This one's going to make me smile and going to make me all happy inside. There are many things that you could call the Baltimore Ravens right now. Call them a football team. On a good day. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, it's not... It's not doomsday over there. They aren't going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. That's clearly going to be Buffalo. But Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati. Yeah. The Ravens, despite probably not being that great this year, will finish at least third in that division. Yeah. Uh, third? Did you say third? Yeah. Woo! Leaving Brown second. Woo! We haven't gotten to them yet. Don't, don't spoil it. But anyway, you kind of did. But anyway, go ahead. Keep going. I love the hot takes. All right, so... Let me give you, let me give you some perspective here. Sure. In 2017, the Baltimore the Baltimore Ravens were ranked 27th in total offensive yards. Man, only five teams were worse. Only five. Only five. They were ranked fifth in average score against them. 
which is a thing. Okay, so so there there was so Ra- okay translation Ravens games were really boring. Yes, because they didn't score a lot and their defense didn't let people score a lot. Yes, so the games were boring. Yeah. Okay. Their defense, yeah. So their defense, not too bad. Ranked twelfth. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Works. For how bad their offense was, your defense suffers if you don't have a good offense because mm-hmm. your defense constantly has to go back out. Yeah, and out. then they get tired. And, yeah. I mean, like, the Ravens are a very weird team. They kind of have been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mainly in the Joe Flacco era because he's like a – he's an average boy. <laughs> he's an average enigma. I almost called him flaccid. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a flaccid boy. <laughs> average Joe flaccid. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh. I, I – the average Joe thing it's is, so good. is so spot on. It, it, it's him. It's so spot on. The only thing that would make it better if it was on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Oh. That'd be the only thing that'd make it better. Just so he can have the perennial average oh, outcome of God, the year. I love it. I love how average <laughs> he is. It's great. So coming Wonderful. into this year, which may be Joe Flacco's last. Potentially. His contract's coming up. Mm-hmm. You got, you got good old Lamar being drafted. He's alright. Have you watched him the preseason? Yeah, he's okay. He, he looks very meh. Yeah, he's okay. As he, a he, looks like a, he looks like a quarterback that needs to sit for a couple years. Yeah, exactly. So if, if Joe Flacco is gone after this year, I don't know what they're going to do for the next year. They're just going to throw him in and watch him die? Yeah, throw RG3 out there. And then until RG3 dies. Yeah. And then they throw Lamar out. There is you go. Not dead? No! He played in he uh, the, the I know, preseason but game. Like, did he play? Like He... Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to... Yeah, she did alright. I don't want to interrupt you. In the Hall of Fame game, he didn't look bad. He he looked like he can be a solid backup. He's not going to be a franchise guy ever again. No, never. The injuries just got too bad. But he played pretty well. I mean, for the situation he's in, playing for a back. He didn't play last year, so he took a year off. So, we'll see. Yeah, yeah it's very... I mean, he's a really good character model for Lamar. As yeah. far as, like, this is going to sound really sad, but, like, as what not to do. Right. That's that's the perfect like RG three can be a really good mentor from that perspective for Lamar. Absolutely. Not from an actual playing standpoint, from a hey, don't do this, take care of your body, that type of thing. Yeah, from like an from like an athletic perspective, uh, they're very Lamar, similar. Yeah, and like Lamar Jackson looks like a good candidate to you know do well on that football team. Yeah, but he he clearly needs time. Uh, the, the, Hopefully Flacco doesn't get injured because an RG, RG3 will go out and get injured, and then he will have to play. But if you if they find out a way to let him sit for a couple years and then have him come back, he could be he could be pretty good. That ain't gonna do. That ain't gonna help him this year. There's not a lot that's gonna help them this year with their decaying old receiving core. Was it Michael Crabtree? Yes. Uh. Oh, um, Willie Sneed. Yes. Somehow, Brashard Perriman's still on the yep, team. I don't still, know how. He's still kicking. Uh, he's he's a fringe cut prospect. Yeah. You want to talk about who? <laughs> want to talk is... about who? <laughs> want to talk about a player taking the first round? Who? So yeah, if if the Raiders are Ravens. no 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 hold on oh, if the oh, if okay. the Raiders. Are the old folks home of the NFL? The Baltimore Ravens are 
the graveyard that's right behind it, and then, then there's a little section for wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm, I'm sure Crabtree will be fine. He, he he's historically does an okay job. <laughs> you say and he's average? Is, is that the bottom line for this team? Who would have thought? <laughs> that they're just average? What? The Baltimore Ravens are How? just average? I don't pro- I'm not projecting them to literally go 8-8. Eight and eight. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because they, they still win games somehow. Sometimes I don't believe it when I see it. But they win games. Well, they what last year they what wasn't it them who blew out Miami forty nothing? They did on Thursday night. We watched that game. That Joe was Flacco incredible. got knocked out in that game. Yeah, Ryan Mallett did. finished the game and actually like actually extended the score. It wasn't like Flacco got injured and like the Dolphins came back. No, Mallet like extended the lead. Yeah, and it's like a clear indicator that they're not as bad as teams like Miami Mm-mm. or Buffalo and stuff like that. They they've never really been in that position. Their defense has always been, like, consistently, at the very least, decent to yeah. good a lot mm. of the times. It's won them a Super Bowl before. Essentially, since, like, the Baltimore Ravens' inception, like, they've been That's a, strong a, defensive a strong team. defensive team since yeah. they started. So, yeah, so you have a team with, like, low offense, and, like, Joe Flacco sometimes gets the job done, sometimes he just crumbles and folds, but it, they've always leaned back on their defense. They'll do it again this year. Mm-hmm. Their defense has... Has not, as far as like overall prospect has gone, has not changed very much. They're 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 still projected to be good. They'll still make games low scoring, uh, as they always do. Mosley, the most uh, underrated middle linebacker in the league. I think so. Nobody talks about him. And he's he's he, been like a solid. Right, he's coming in since his fresh or rookie year. He's like controlled the entire defense. Right. Replacement of Ray Lewis, just inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yep. So, but yeah, it's it's going to work out for them as far as defense is concerned most of the time, as it does. Offense is looking a little saggy. I have a question about their offense. Yeah, go ahead. How I'm just like I'm asking you. Yeah, how yeah. do you feel about the fact that they took two tight ends in the draft? They took Hayden Hurst uh-huh. and they took Mark Andrews. Like. And Hayden Hurst lined up as, like, essentially a wideout. And, like, I, 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 I work with one Baltimore Ravens fan who, like, loved it. Everyone else was like, what are you doing? Like, why did you just, why did you draft two tight ends? Like, are you going to try to pretend to be the New England Patriots of yesteryear? Like. I, I'm not sure. Like, it's, I don't feel great about it. It's weird. I don't know what they're gonna do with those picks. Flacco's those they aren't like the like they're big bodies, but like Flacco isn't the most accurate unless, quarterback. Unless their actual goal is just to go for a high rushing attack and they want those guys to block, but it didn't look like that in the preseason. Nope. I feel like tight ends was probably the way to go for them. Because tight ends have versatile roles on the offense. They block for your run game. And they are receiving threats for your offense. And when your offense was as stagnant as the Ravens were last year, you need to hit two birds with one stone. Was it more of a long... Were they doing, like, the long play of, like, 
these two guys might not help Joe, but maybe they'll help Lamar. That could be it too. Because but... I because Joe Flacco has always been better in a vertical passing threat, and having a two tight end set's not a vertical passing threat because they're not going to be able to separate. Unless they're, fr- I mean, Mark Andrews is really good, and Hayden Hurst is a good athlete, but I don't know. But anyway, Justin. Sorry, I'm looking at Matt Took, for all you audio listeners out there, which is oh, all, all of you. you. Uh, Matt Took the bottle cap from my water and is wearing it like a hat. Forgot to put my phone on silent, and it went ding, and I put the dunce cap on. That's the dunce cap? Oh, dude. We're, oh, we're, cute. Keep, we're keeping it. That's the dunce cap. It's cute. It's a cute little dunce cap. I should give this to the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. You know what's silly about the Ravens, like, to me, though? I have them as your Raiders, the way you talked about the Raiders last week. They're going to think they're good because their first four games are kind of cupcakey, and then they're going to suck. The, 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 we'll talk about when we get there, but I have them pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> you really like... Uh, we're not going to... I mean, we are going to transition from this into a fantasy yeah. conversation, but you really like... His name's slipping my mind. The running back for ball for Baltimore, Alex Collins. Alex Collins. You really liked him. Yes. Like well, he's he was gonna be, one, he's he going to be good again. He was one of the bright spots for the like the one bright spot for Baltimore's mm-hmm. offense last year was Alex Collins. I don't even think he had a 100 yard rushing game, but like there were just numerous moments where they were like, "Wow, like this kid's actually like pretty good." I actually have it written down in my notes. It's Alex Collins in all caps. I almost forgot to talk about him. Uh, it was one of Seattle's plethora of oh, running backs. It so. was, but yeah, he looked he looked really good last year. I mean, if they if the tight ends they drafted, they actually use them like they stop lining up as receivers. Yeah, uh, because most likely because Joe Flacco's an unreliable passer, you could tell like they're they're. They're passing he was, yards. He was, I believe, either last or second to last in yards per attempt for those who qualified. 29th. He was 29th. Okay. So, third to last. That's Joe Flacco. Like, six, seven, six, eight. Joe Flacco with a cannon for an arm was 29th in yards per attempt. Yeah, it's not good. So, I mean, if... The if Steelers needed a last second field goal. They start finding, like, an... an Oh. You didn't hear what I said? No. I said the Steelers needed a last-second field goal to beat that team. <laughs> <laughs> Always playing down needed, to their opponents. The Steelers needed a last-second field goal to beat almost half their games last year. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is a Better than happened. a last-second touchdown. Oh, Corey, I know. But, man, man, did you see how bad Brent Huntley played like, in every game? You know where he? You know who made him look real good? My team. Your team made yeah, him look, even, look, even look real ba- good. He even looked bad against the Browns. He did. He really did. I was there. So did game. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, you want me to start boy. crying? I'll yep. cry right now. <laughs> I'll do it. Anyway, there's one last thing I want to mention about the Ravens. I am excited about Alex Collins. Uh, if they actually do what they should do with their tight ends. They're going to probably want to lean on a running game real hard. He could be the guy to do it. Possibly. I we'll see. see. I'm not, I'm not, I don't 100% trust it, though. And the Ravens going to be like an 8-8 eight eight team. Who is? Like Ravens. Ravens, Ravens going to be, be an 8-8 eight 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 team. team. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Up top. Up top. <laughs> All right. 
Anyway, that's it. That's the Ravens. The rest nice. is, that's yeah. the, That is the Ravens. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that was so, good. I like it. Thank you. So, yeah. I don't uh, write down a big script. I just, I just mm, say shit. Fine. fine. You have bullet points. Yeah. Matt's the script. You got the bullet points. Corey kind of does, like, the same thing with, like, the bullet point thing. And I just, I just spitball. I just go off. You just put your ass up to the microphone and let it do its job. I do. <laughs> well, fantasy season's coming up. Oh, oh man. I'm so excited. Our draft is in six days. Six yes, days from the day we're recording this. Technically, we will be drafting when the this day post. you listen to this. Yeah, correct. The day this post, we will be doing our draft. Next week, we'll go over our draft and La Liga history. That'll be really funny or and fun. But maybe you know, for some, I don't know. I feel I, like some. I'm gonna Matt, be a little sad because I've had it. I've had not a good history with this league no, for some you reason. That I like getting beat in this league for. There the is dumbest there of is things. an annual message. I could almost set a ca- <laughs> I could almost set a calendar. I could set my calendar to the message that I get from Matt at some point during the year. I commission this league, <laughs> and I have a bunch of goofy rules because I don't know. It's fun, and. About anywhere from week six to week eight, Matt loses a game because his kicker gets negative points. <laughs> and I get I get the text immediately when the game ends saying, man, like just profanity ridden text about why the kicker's got to get negative points and missing short field goals gets you minus six and blah, 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 blah. And then I respond with something, and then it's just a reply like, I don't know, I'm just mad. (laughs) (laughs) It has happened. I swear, I should have never got, I swear it happens at least once a year. And it is. It's about the kickers or my luck in scoring. Just, I have not had a good history in this league. No. But we'll get to that next week. Yeah, we'll get to that next week. You know the most important part of your fantasy team? It's your name. It's the fantasy team name. It's not your first round pick. No, it's not no. the trade you make. It's your name. No, oh, yeah. No, it's... If you if you don't have a good name, why are you playing fantasy? <laughs> okay. To be fair, we're we're in a couple leagues, and there are not a lot of people that have good names. I mean, a lot That's of them. That's why just... they don't win. Uh, our good friend uh, Mark, who did fantasy football for the very first time, had quite possibly one of my favorite non-football related names. It was his. <laughs> His fantasy football name was Mildly Warm Mac and Cheese. <laughs> and damn, could I I couldn't even... When I was pulling up, like, I would, I would pull up the app. And uh, since I'm the commissioner for that league as well, I have, to, I have to push all the trades. So every time I'd open up my phone and just see it, I'd just start, like, laughing. I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing a trade between this pun of a football name and Mildly Warm Mac and Cheese. <laughs> And it was just really good. Shout out to Mark for an excellent... Uh... Mm. Oh, he told me what his name was this year, too, and I forgot. And it was really funny. I'll have to look it up. It's not football related that, at no, all. That's fine. So, but if you guys want to... Uh, all of, Well, I mean, I like I, I mentioned, well, I... Yeah, I'll start. Here's I, one, I stubbornly here's, forgot here's to do it. Here's one for you this year, Corey. I don't know if you have it or not, but here's one for you, Corey. Lights, Kamara, action. <laughs> Holy crap. Man, I'm going to like I'm going to feel so bad about myself cuz you guys are like Here's one for uh Kuiper's first round pick for Nedication. Oh man. Oh, by the way, Mark's fantasy name this year is Walking Phoenix's forehead. 
<laughs> oh Shout God. out to you, Mark. What a legend. Okay. I know you don't. I know dedication. you're not gonna get him in our league, but I'm pretty sure you're never gonna let your favorite running back Melvin Gordon pass by. So, <laughs> if you ever want to name your team Melon Garden instead, <laughs> Man, that's a deep one. Like you really gotta know, like Melon Garden. What the heck is that? <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> lights, lights, Kamara action is like. <laughs> That's really good. I, uh, one of the sayings in Kansas City after they score a touchdown or they come down to like fourth down, Mitch Holthus comes on. It's time to throw the hammer down or bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet, Eric Berry. Oh, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Can I just say the only one I thought of? Yeah, go for it. The only one I could think of was T.Y. very much. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I like it. You though. got beat by Ty very much. Yeah, like I, that's the only one I thought of. It's really good. And then it ended up like not even. I saw it like somewhere else after I thought of it, and I'm like, man, I can't even think of an original one. All of my team names are like self righteous BS, <laughs> cocky stuff that I come up with that isn't football related. Mine, uh, my fault was a theme. Now I didn't come up with many original ones. Because I was too busy coming up with ones I could possibly name my team this year. <laughs> so, a, Corey, if you want to go ahead and do yours real quick, we'll end cap it with my bullshit. <laughs> well, we already have Melon Garden. Uh, I have Whirly Twirly Todd Gurley. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's good. I like that. Uh, All right. R.I.P. Gruden's commentary. Oh, <laughs> that makes me sad. And then my last one is a Kamara one. It's... Alvin and the Quick Dumps. It's really hey. good. Alvin and the Quick Dumps. <laughs> it's, oh! It sounds like chipmunks, and it's also a poop joke. So <laughs> oh! multifaceted. I love it. You better tweet. I guarantee, you, if you tweeted that at Alvin, he would love it. <laughs> He'd probably do like it from the Fad Pot account. He will. Do, yeah, do it from the Fad Pot account. I'm for con- sure. Alvin Kamara like has slowly turning into like a really like self aware. Twitter football person. So before I let you go over with your theme, Justin, yeah. let me give off a couple more of mine that I had. Oh yeah, yeah, rattle them all off, dude. Let's go. I mean, last year my team name was Pour One Out for Mahomes. This year it might be Country Roads Take Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that one got me. That's good. Holy crap! That's really I could good. I could name it after my favorite punter, Dustin Colquitt. Too legit to Colquitt. <laughs> um, early 2000s internet humor two girlies one cup oh no hey if my you boss did that one last oh, year really? yeah. <laughs> hey if you don't know what that is don't look it up no well it's, uh, it's hard to not know what it is in that's today's true. culture that's true uh that's a good one though everyone's favorite christmas movie die hard yippee kaye justin tucker <laughs> 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 Holy shit! I'm I'm drafting Justin Tucker just to make that my name. That's, Holy, that's so good, Matt. You're coming in the fire, Matt and Corey. You're lighting this up. I got nothing. God, I suck at this. I couldn't be. I couldn't come up with that. Oh man, is, 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 that, is that what you got? Yeah, that's what oh, I got. Oh, we for... should since we're talking about our friends coming up with good ones. Our friend Tom coming up with an amazing one. Dak and the Power of Juju. Ooh, that's a good one. That's I a like really that. good one. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's good. 
For your uh, television fans, you have Devontae Parker and Recreation. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, something I'm going to do. Uh, this, I'll, I'll put a poll up when this episode posts on Saturday. I'm going to let everybody on the internet decide my team name in a poll. First thing they need to know about your team is it's always Jay Cutler. It's always been about Jay Cutler, and it always prefaces with Smoke and Jay. Now, over the years, I have done different things with with that variation. The first team name was just like I think Smoke and Jay Smokes Jays. I think it was or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last year, because he uh, he wasn't a bird no more, I put Smoke and Jay. Uh, Smoke Jay's vacation. He was on Miami, so they Smoke and Jay's Miami vacation or something like that. I thought it was. I thought it was Smoke and Jay's big Miami thrust. <laughs> that's what it was. It was Smoke and Jay's big that's Miami thrust. It, that's what it was. Smoke and Jay's big Miami thrust is the name. <laughs> Our friend Zach does the same thing you do, where he uh, keeps a theme going, where his name has always been uh, Vic and OJ, but it's a different. Like sequel to a movie last year, it was like Vic and OJ Four Ragnarok, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. So you, but you do the Smoke and Jay. It's always like it's like think of it as like a movie title. Yeah, like, is it's the like, way you're kind it's of. It's like a chronology, it. basically. So right. this year, since uh, you know, not doing much, we're gonna start. I'm gonna rattle some off. We'll pick it. We'll pick a few that you guys like the most, and I'll put them up as a poll. First one I have written down is Smoke and Jay goes to the farm. Oh no! <laughs> you told me that one. That's my pick. That's my. I love that one. It's so obscure. Then uh, Smoke and Jay goes to hell. Not as obscure. Smoke and Jay gets old yellered. <laughs> oh my god! They're Jeez. all dead. Wow. All right. We're gonna get a little light, lighter hearted here. Smoke and Jay can't find his glasses. <laughs> That one is... Can you imagine if that was a movie? It's like, somebody can't find their glasses. J- no, if it's Jay Cutler playing I know, himself. But, but even if anybody couldn't find their... That's just the whole movie? Right. That's every episode of Scooby-Doo. Like, I can't find my glasses! Oh, man, Jay Cutler. The old beat-up. Smoking Jay can't find his glasses. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Then I have, uh, Smoke and Jay stubs his toe. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we're, we're, going, we're going right back the other way. Smoke and Jay gets thrown in the pit. <laughs> oh, man, dude. And then I have, last one, Smoke and Jay can't reach his Tupperware. <laughs> what? You know, right. your Tupperware is always in a high cabinet. Yeah. You can't reach it, man. He's at home and done. I think Jay Cutler would almost just... If something was out of Jay Cutler's immediate reach, I just don't think you'd try. <laughs> He's just looking at it. Like, ah. They can't reach it. He's just like, eh, I'll go sit back on the couch. He stubs his toe on the way to his chair. high up. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> okay, you're making a poll, so I'm assuming all three of us are going to vote. I'm voting for Jay Cutler can't find his glasses. <laughs> you I'm voting for Smoking Jay can't find his glasses. <laughs> I, 100%. That's so good. Those are my picks this year. I'm down with all of that. Right. It's great. I've been thinking about this for basically a whole year. That's really good. <coughs> is he on a team or is he retired? He was... Okay, well, before... I want to look this up. Yeah, before he signed with um, Miami, he pretty much was, like, inked in as one of the new Fox broadcasters. And then Miami just, like, 
dumped a bucket of money on his front porch. So he took the job, but now he's not in Miami anymore, and I don't even think he wants to work for Fox anymore. I think Jay Cutler just literally wants to do nothing, which is, I think, what Jay Cutler's always dreamed of. Yeah, he's of on just, TV now. Is he? Did he take the TV deal? He's doing. He's doing like a. Oh, he does. He does a reality show with his is, wife. Yeah, that's what it is. And he's actually like one hundred percent as advertised. Apparently, like apparently he acts like the exact same way people thought he acted in real life on the show. Like he's just a, just Jay Cutler. He's just like a. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's a thing. And we're about to end the smoke of Jay chronology soon, man, because it's coming to an end. They need a new smoking Jay. Oh my God! If he next year, if he keeps doing the re, if he keeps doing the reality show, your name's gonna be Smoking Jay Wins an Emmy. <laughs> I like that one. Smoking Jay Wins an Emmy. That's a good one. All right, so now we're gonna do more projections. We're almost done. Almost done. We got the North this week. I'm going last because it's yes, yeah, you are going last because uh, it's it's the the Pack Men, mm-hmm. the good old Pack Boys, the Packem guys. Pull up my spreadsheet here. Bringing um, out the spreadsheet. All of us are bringing out our spreadsheets. Um, well, since Justin's going last, you that, that means you go first. Me go first? Yeah. We and started with me last time, since you were going last for the Chiefies. What is that? Let me just... Oh, okay. I, oh, open up the wrong spreadsheet. I had to, you know, I had to fix all that up in there. All right. Well, all right. I think we can all agree that the Chicago Bears are coming in fourth place, maybe. I don't agree. Damn, maybe you think the Lions are going to do worse. I don't know. But go ahead. Keep going. Keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it on. I think the Bears are going to show improvement, but it's not going to show in the win columns this year. Okay. Um, I have them going 5-11, 1-5 in division. Wow. They lose almost all their division games. Except for when they beat the Vikings in Week 17. Okay. Their wins, their out-of-division wins, I have them beating the Cardinals, beating the Buccaneers, beating the Dolphins, and beating the Bills. Other than that, I mean, it's rough. The Seahawks, maybe that could go either way, but the Seahawks, I have winning that one. I have them losing to the Patriots. I have them losing to the Jets. I think that is a game that could go either way. Maybe the Bears should be more talented, but I think... That's when Darnold starts hitting his, you know, swing of things for the Jets. I have him losing to the Lions, Vikings, Lions. They get swept by the Lions, sandwiched by the Vikings. Then I have him losing to the Giants and the Rams, Packers, 49ers. It's just rough because they play in a really good division. Maybe you swap them with the Detroit Lions, but I like being high on the Lions, man. I know that... Nine of the what was the stat I read? Nine of their last twelve wins have come off a last second drive. Uh, the new cardiac kids. The yeah, lines that's are. this what Matt Stafford. All the memes. Matt Stafford. It's a nice lead. It'd be terrible if something happened to it. Things because that's what he does. They play close games and then he gets the ball with under two minutes to go and goes down the field and scores touchdowns. Detroit, uh, I believe it was against Atlanta. How many games did they win last year? Nine. I think so. That's yeah, well, it was nine. Um, they 100% got hosed at the end of the game against Atlanta. That's the second game in a row they got hosed. Right. This, and that game is huge because if Atlanta loses that game, Atlanta doesn't make the playoffs. Right. So, like, that game, the ending of that game, like, 
was pretty much just like indicative of the Lions season. Like if the Lions win that game, I don't know if they make the playoffs. They might have. They would have been ten and six, is what Atlanta got into the playoffs with. Well, okay, well there you go. Like that single game alone. People talk about how like oh regular season games. Don't... No, like that single moment right there in that game swung it so that the Falcons made it the playoffs and the Lions didn't. Yeah, it's really interesting. The way the Lions play, they play on the razor's edge. And for that, they're going to go 9-7 and seven again this year. Mm. And actually, so will the Minnesota Vikings. They're both going to go 9-7. and seven. The Lions are going to have the better division record at 4-2. and two. What? 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 I know the Vikings are supposed to be really good. It's not supposed to. They just are. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let him, let They're a let division him. rival to my favorite team, and you're wrong. Let, anyway, continue. Let him go. Let him. Uh, I want to hear what he's saying. I want to hear it. I'll, I'll guilty. Just rough. I I think there's gonna be some growing pains with Kirk Cousins, and three and three in division. I have them splitting everyone. They split against the Bears, Lions, Packers. I have them losing to the 49ers, the Rams, the Saints. The Patriots and their division, their their non division games are really hard this year because they won the division last year. They have, like I said, they have to go up against the Patriots. They have to go up against the Saints. They have to go up against the Rams. They have to go up against all these actually amazing teams that I don't know if they're gonna be able to beat. They they can beat them. I'm saying I'm not saying they're gonna get blown out in those games. You have the Vikings essentially losing a lot of their 50-50 games. Yes. Okay. Because that is Minnesota culture. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. I was just, you know. And when you do that and you split in your division, you end up 9-7. and seven. The Lions, I have them losing to the 49ers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, Bills, and their two division games late. They're going to lose three in a row to end the season, the Bills, Vikings, and Packers, but it won't be enough to knock them into third place. They're going to take second place in this division solely because of their Vikings sweep. and well, Not the Vikings sweep, the Bears sweep. Yeah, they sweep the Bears, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because of their Bears sweep, they're going to take second place in the division. And the way my NFC is shaping up, 9-7 and seven is good enough for a wild card slot. Wow. That's that's much, much lower than... I shouldn't say much. That's, like, a lot lower than a lot of people. A lot of people are thinking, like, you need 11 wins in the NFC to get to the play. I guess you can look at it one of two ways. You can either look at it like the NFC's so good, you're going to need 11 wins to get in. Or you can look at it saying, the NFC's so good, everyone's just going to beat everybody. Yo, everyone's going to beat everybody. It's going to be really interesting because I have, going into Week 17 in the NFC... Just off the division, because the only division in the NFC we haven't done is the South yet, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to like get into theirs. But of the three divisions we have done, yeah, I have the division winners at 11-5, 11-5, 12-4 that we've done so far. But after that, each division has one team that's lower. I have 5-11, and 5-11, 7-9. <laughs> but then every other team is 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, mm-hmm. There's going to... Maybe it's just like my own head wanting to have these things play out to make Week 17 super exciting. But there's going to be, in my mind, a lot of tiebreakers and things heading into towards the end of the season. And you're going to see 
potentially one to two nine and seven teams get in just because the NFC is going to beat up on each other so much. They're going to be nine. They're going to be teams in the NFC that go nine and seven that are better than eleven and twelve win teams in the AFC. Exactly. That's how good the NFC the, is. The, exactly. The, they're way too competitive. So I understand people thinking you're going to need eleven wins, but at the same time, I just think, like you just mentioned, everyone's so competitive. You could get a wild card slot with nine wins. So what do the Packers go? They're going to go eleven and five. Okay. Uh, their losses. Whoa, scroll. Their losses come against, they lose to the Lions, the 49ers, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Vikings, and I think that's five. That's five. five. Yeah. That was counting. They'll go 11 and five with a four and two division record, which will give them the third seed in the NFC. Okay. I have them with the third seed because the Eagles have the second seed at 11, five, five and one division record. So they get in based off the divisional record. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah, they the Eagles get the sec, the second first round bye based on their division record five and one compared to the Packers four and two. And spoiler alert: the Saints are going to be the number one. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, it's leaving that up to you know, the process of elimination. Oh no! Wait, actually, well, it'll even be the Saints or the 49ers because I do have the 49ers at twelve wins. Now that I think about okay. it. But you know. It's gonna be interesting. All right, you you shush. You go last. You're so wrong, Packer boy, Packer man, Packer man. All right, so wrong. I'm gonna start with the Detroit Lions because I have the Detroit Lions going five and eleven. Um, it's based off of a couple things. I under the whole thing that happened last year. Detroit's one of those teams. You know, a number of years ago, they made the playoffs and went up against Dallas and kind of got. That was the game prior to the Dez caught it game where there was a play that Dallas benefited from that was a controversial call, and Detroit kind of felt like they got hosed a little bit. Um, But talking about this year, I just don't know how Matt Stafford at this point... Well, first of all, let's talk about Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is obviously a Belichick coaching tree guy. He apparently kind of tried to instill some of that Belichick stuff with the Lions and apparently like none of them really bought it like a lot of them were just like really dude like you're not Belichick like Belichick made you you know like players kind of have he's still their coach but I guess like that type of philosophy he was trying to instill in the team didn't really work they're pretty much just live and die by Matt Stafford I don't think they've had a 100 yard rusher in a decade what feels like it's been forever. The last person to do it was Reggie Bush on, I think Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. Um, their offensive line is iffy. It's not really their strength. They have a really good pass rusher in Ziggy Ansa, but he had a really bad, like, I mean, he's franchise tag, but he's been like, d- like trying to get more money. Cause he's easily probably their best defensive player. Now that Deandre Levy's like completely gone. I'd argue Darius Slay. Well, yeah, I was going to say Darius Slay. Like, it's either him or Darius Slay, and I feel like the team might be thinking that they'd rather favor Slay because they keep franchise, or they they try to franchise tag Ziggy. Um, I just don't know how in a division, or on a team, I should say, that is predicated off of your quarterback just kind of slinging it. They don't really run the ball very well. Like, their running game is the short passing game. And you bring in a coach that, let's be honest, not a lot of Bill Belichick 
like ex coordinators in their first tenure as a head coach do very well. Like Josh McDaniels was awful. Charlie Weiss was awful. Bill O'Brien didn't look like he was going to make it in Houston until he drafted, until essentially Deshaun Watson fell into his lap because the Cleveland Browns didn't draft him. Um, I don't think the Detroit Lions are a bad team. I just think that they're in a division that uh, they're going to be the only team that goes below 500 in that division. I have them going two and four in the uh, in the division. The only two division games they win, uh, they steal. Actually, they, I have them sweeping the Bears. Is actually what I have. I have them uh, beating the Bears twice. That's I have it the exact opposite in mind. Yeah. Um, then I have the Chicago Bears at eight and eight. It's kind of funny. I have the Chicago Bears at eight and eight, but I have them one and five in the division. Oh wow. So I have the Chicago Bears going seven and three against the field. Wow. I have them uh, beating the 49ers late in the year. I have them beating the Giants, uh, beating the, the, the let's just say these next like four games, I think they're gonna win no matter what. I think they're gonna beat the Bills, they'll beat the Jets, they'll beat the Dolphins, they beat the Buccaneers, they beat the Cardinals. That's five games, excuse me. I think those are like pretty solid. Like there's a solid chance that they can win those five games. That might be the five. Like, like I think those are the only five games you have them winning. The difference between me and everybody else is I have the Chicago Bears beating the Green Bay Packers week one. I will be so sad. And uh, listen, man, that I doesn't just happen much. I really like their offense. Oh, it's cool. Like I really like their offense. Like bringing in Allen Robinson, who I'm a big fan of. Bringing in Trey Burton, who threw the the pass in for the Philly special. Um, Mitch Trubisky wasn't great last year, but I don't think he necessarily needs to be great because he's got a lot of really good, talented players. And Matt Nagy, obviously, we talk about Andy Reid coordinators that just go off and are really, really successful. The Bears still haven't signed Roquan Smith, at least I don't think they have, because Roquan Smith's kind of like holding out and like rebellion of this helmet rule, which is a whole other conversation that we're not talking about, which I would rather we not talk about it because it's annoying. Um, so that's like their one big question mark on defense. They did bring back Prince of Mukamara. You mentioned when you did the Bears thing, which I think is really yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kendall Fuller is still on the team. I don't know for sure, but I know he was on the team. And he was actually, they have a pretty good like pass rush. It's like middle, middle tier as far as like how effective it is. I just think the Bears offense, now that they, they just signed Josh Sitton, former Green Bay Packer for that running game. He's a good run blocking guard. I think they're the Bears aren't good enough from front to like from front to back to compete in a really really good conference and make a wild card spot. And I think their division, a lot of these teams kind of know what to expect from the Bears, which is why I have them going one and five. That's the that Packer game week one is the only division game they win. It's the only one they win. The Packers blow them out of the water the next time they play because Aaron will be mad. Um, but yeah, I have the Chicago Bears going eight and eight and. I think a lot of their games, I kind of have the opposite of what Matt has. Where Matt has a, the Bears kind of losing some of those 50-50 games, I have the Bears winning a lot of those 50-50 games because I like their offensive personnel more than I like other teams. Okay. Minnesota Vikings are the best team in this conference because they had two weaknesses last year, and that's it. They had two weaknesses. Their offensive line and their quarterback. On Saturday, the Minnesota Vikings played the Denver Broncos. The now team, the Case Keenum quarterbacks. Case Keenum went up against, and and by the way, an important thing, I don't know if the teams did this on purpose, but it was kind of reported, and if you watch the, a lot of the starters for both of those defenses played, like more than 
more than usual. So Case Keenum went up against the defense that he played, that he practiced against every single day last season. This is the guy that took this team to a 13-3 record and the playoffs. And he was awful. And, Kate, and Kirk Cousins was amazing. Like, Kirk Cousins pretty much already kind of just looks like he's, like, cool with the offense. Kirk Cousins is such a drastic upgrade from Case Keenum that the offensive line could pretty much stay the same on that team. What weakness do the Vikings have? Like, they have one of the best receiving cores. They have a really good running game. Even if Dalvin Cook doesn't come back and plays a whole lot. Like, Latavius Murray came in and played really, really well for them. They did lose Jarek McKinnon. But I expect kind of Cook and Latavius... A lot of people think Cook's going to be like an every down back. That's no, not what's going to no. happen. They're going to pretty much split carries, I think, real close down the middle because of how good Murray is and the injuries with Cook. Dude, they add, They already had one of the best defenses in the NFL last year, and they added Sheldon Richardson. Like, they have pro bowlers, multiple pro, with Linval Joseph, and now Sheldon Richardson. Now they got Anthony Barr. They have the other Kendricks brother, I think, or one of the Kendricks brothers. They got Xavier Rhodes. They have... Oh, man, the, their safety, who I'm drawing a blank on right now. Harrison, I think, is his last name. It begins with an H. I don't remember. I'm, I'm going to remember it when someone else is talking. It's going to bug me. Um, the Vikings just don't have a weakness outside of their offensive line. And Kirk Cousins played against quite possibly the most injured, the, like the most injury-riddled offensive line last year in the Washington Redskins, and he won seven games. I just don't know, like... Their schedule is really rough. Like I will admit that. Like I don't think the red. The, I don't think the Vikings are going to be blowing people out of the water. Like a lot of their games. I mean, you have games against. And I, I, I don't want to be redundant, but you already mentioned it. they play the Patriots. They play the Packers. They play in a tough division. I mean, they play the Packers twice. I should say that. But they play the Saints. Play they the play the Niners. They play the Rams. They play the Rams and the Eagles. Um, the only game I'll say the games I have them losing. I should say that. Um, I do have them losing to the Packers. Um. Week, what is it, two? Yeah, it's week two. That's, at, that's, in, Green that's in Green Bay. That's smart. I, okay, they, smart, but, smart, I have smart. them losing that game. I have them losing at the Rams and at the Eagles. Those are two really tough back-to-back road games. Like, real tough. Like, you want to talk about two nasty back-to-back road games? That's awful. Like, going against the Rams and then flying all the way to the other side of the country and playing the Eagles? That sucks. The only game I have losing is the Saints. So, like, the Vikings are one of those teams that are really, really good, but I kind of have them losing to all of the other good NFC teams. The only problem is, is I think all those other NFC teams play in a division that they're either not very good in the division itself, so their record is going to indicate that, or I just feel like they're more prone to upsets and they might get off to slower starts, kind of like how the Eagles are, the Rams are a little tumultuous, and... We haven't talked about the Saints yet, but I have a really, not pessimistic opinion about the Saints, but I just don't like the fact the Saints can't win or have, for some reason, they struggle to win road to divisional games. I just don't like that about the Saints. Um, They almost, I mean, they blew that last, I mean, the game was meaningless, but they blew that last game against Tampa Bay. But anyway, um, we're not talking about that division. I have the Vikings going 12-4 and four and being the number two seed in the NFC. Obviously, I had the uh, the Rams as the number one seed with the same record. Um, the Rams get the head-to-head matchup over the Vikings, so the Rams get in as number one, but Vikings are number two. Packers are right there behind them at 11-5. and five. Like, I, 
if Aaron Rodgers plays 16 games, the Packers make the playoffs. Like, period. It yeah, it's almost guaranteed. Um, The Packers did have, probably next to Denver, like, my favorite draft, simply because they took the two best corners in the draft, which is, like, a big weakness. They took Jairie Alexander and Josh Jackson, who aren't as, like, speedy and fast as um the, the guy Cleveland took. Uh, Nick Chubb. No, no, not Nick Chubb. <laughs> not Nick Chubb. Um, the, the, oh, uh, the kid from Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Me too, no. Um, Harrison Smith was the safety for the Vikings, I just remembered. I knew I was going to remember. That's not who you're trying to think of now. That's not who I'm thinking of now, no. Denzel Ward <laughs> right. is who I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I like him a lot. I, like, I liked both of those guys more than Denzel Ward. And Packers got both of them. I know, I'm so excited. Um... They're, they have okay really season. good tackles when they're healthy, and Batiari and uh, Bulaga, like they both, they have like really good. I'll say this about the Packers. Do you want to know? Outside of Aaron Rodgers, I feel like I would almost pick the Packers to win a whole bunch of names because they are the biggest collection of the best names. You have Brian Bulaga, you have David Batiari, you have Haha Clinton Dix, you have Equinemius St. Brown, you have Geronimo Allison. Randall Cobb, like, <laughs> man, like, I would just pick them to win off of that. Like, man, are there some good names. Oh, I love it. I love like, it so much. <laughs> the Packers, I feel like, just draft people based off of goofy names. By the way, Aaron Rodgers' self-given nickname to Geronimo is Gmo. I, I just want to call him Geronimo. I, like, I love Aaron, but, like, no, it's Geronimo. I'm sorry, dude. When he's catching, like, a deep fade route, what do you think everyone in the crowd's going to yell? Geronimo! Right, exactly, yeah. Um, as far as the Packers go... Um, it pretty much doesn't matter what you do on offense. Just keep Aaron Rodgers upright, and Aaron will make it work. Um, they do lose that opening game against the Bears, but then after that, they rattle off, what is this, uh, five straight wins before their bye week, before losing to the Rams in L.A. Um, I also have them losing in Seattle because it just seems like to be a bugaboo to Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I it, I feel like, does not like playing in Seattle. Not that big of a bugaboo during the regular season. That, yeah, I mean... It's a little bit of bugaboo. Little it's, bit, it's, it's a little bit of a bugaboo. Um, they also lose at the Vikings. Um, and Justin's going to be mad at me for this one. I also have him losing to the Falcons because... That's a thing. Oh, no, no, me too. That's a thing. That's it's the a, only home game I have them losing yeah, this season. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that the Atlanta... I, I, don't, I don't think I have Atlanta winning a single outdoor road game in the month of, like, November or December, except that one. <laughs> because the Falcons just seem to, like, just rock the Packers every time it's they gonna play. It's going to be ugly. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a scheme thing or whatever. But, nonetheless, I have the Packers going 11-5, and 4-2 and two in the division. They do get swept by... Vikings. Um, those are the only two divisional games they lose. Um, so I have, yeah, I have that little bit of an interesting like dynamic where, oh no, I don't have them. No, I have them losing to the Bears and then losing to the Vikings. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Um, but yeah, so uh, Minnesota twelve and four as the two seed. Uh, Green Bay at eleven and five, the five seed over the Eagles because I had the Eagles as the six. Because the Eagles have a worse divisional record than the Packers do. So. And obviously the Saints are going to be the three seed for me. I do have the Saints winning the division. But we'll get to, you know, the records. Uh, okay. I have... I went on really long. I apologize, Corey. No, it's fine. I have Chicago at 6-10. and 10. 
in fourth place. I have them losing until before their bye week where they play the Bucks and win, and then coming out of the bye week and they get to play the Dolphins, and that's a win. When's uh, their bye week? Week six. Okay, so you have them going 0-5. Right. Before they go two. They, then they win the next two. 0-3. Oh, oh, their bye week is week six? Yeah. They win week four. Or, oh, I understand. Okay, because no, you, you said Their they... bye week's week five. My bad. Oh, okay, okay. I got confused. Uh, oh, and three. Then they go two and three. Uh, then they get to play the Patriots, which is never fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, then they get to play. Uh, then I have them winning three straight games against the Jets, Bills, and Lions. And who wouldn't want to get to play against the Jets and Bills back to back weeks? It's like a dream. And they have that you know momentum building up against the Lions for mm-hmm. that third yep. week. Uh, and then. They lose up until they play uh, home against the Packers week 15. Uh, they'll win that game, and that's the last game they'll win. Um, nobody likes playing on Soldier Field in the dead of winter. No. No. It's, no. It's, no. No. Probably top, not just based off of weather conditions, just the field conditions. Right. Top, I should say, top five worst places to play soldier right. fields up there uh the redskins field i think it's lincoln no not lincoln financial this uh philly whatever the name of washington stadium is who is it bad heinz fields up there too because heinz field for some stupid reason does also pit panther games sometimes and they just don't fix the field but yeah soldier field is who it's like the, it's like soldier field is like playing on the rough of a golf course it's like playing actually in Gettysburg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> yeah. oh, man. Oh. Pretty much, yeah. All right. Uh, third place, I have the Detroit Lions at 9-7. and seven. Uh, Their wins are against the Jets, Cowboys, uh, Packers. They seem to get Packers number at least once a year, mm-hmm. uh, especially at, uh, in Detroit. As long as they're not getting beat by a Hail Mary, they're usually playing pretty well. hey uh, Miami and the Seahawks, Panthers, home against the Bears, uh, against the Bills, and then home against the Vikings. I have them stealing one uh, for their 9-7 and seven record. Next, I have the Vikings at 11-5. and five. Uh, I have them as... No, I don't. I was looking at the other thing. Uh, win against the 49ers loss against the Packers uh, have them losing against the Packers in that first game just because Aaron hates the Vikings <laughs> um, does he hate the Vikings or just Anthony Barr either way the Vikings are going to take the brunt of it alright fair enough yeah. no, no, he, I, 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 I really do think he dislikes the Vikings and he uh, loves sipping on that grape crush. <laughs> he really does. Uh, wins against the Bills and the Rams. Uh, Rams is going to be a shootout. Spoiler alert. Dude, that game's going to be sick. I can't wait. Dude, Rams pack. Oh, man. Every game, dude, for script. Every game the Rams are going to be in. Just money. Watch every, any of you listening, watch every Rams game. It'll be, don't watch your own team. Just watch the Rams. Watch your own team and then watch the Rams. They'll be fun. And the Packers. That'd be fun. Fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Watch uh, the Saints, too. 
make Corey right. happy. I have them losing against the Eagles, winning against the Cardinals, losing against the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Just Why? because it's the Jets, and, like they'll do that to you. They've <laughs> they some... had to do it to them. <laughs> Sometime it really be that way. <laughs> It's just going to be one of those games where, like, the Vikings won't take seriously, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold's had a couple starts. Right. And he... Sometime it really be that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's okay, because after losing to the Jets, they'll redeem themselves by winning against the Saints and the Lions. Oh, you have them beating the Saints. Yep. I really thought you were going to give the Saints the revenge game. Nope. The evidence hasn't proven to be so. All right. Fair enough. Um, loss against the Packers. Wins against Patriots, Seahawks, and Dolphins on back-to-back-to-back weeks. Uh, lost to the Lions. And then a win against the Bears. A loss to the Lions is big since they'd be tied for uh, the lead at that point with the Packers. Oh, okay. Uh, then I have the Packers at 12-4. and four. Uh, starting off 4-0 against the Bears, Vikings, Redskins, and Bills, then losing back-to-back against the Lions and 49ers. Uh, they had their bye week, which they roll out to a hot, hot start with three back-to-back wins, Rams, Patriots, and Dolphins. Um, two, two of those three are really big. Right. Uh, lost to the Seahawks, and then three straight wins again, Vikings, Cardinals, Falcons, a loss to the Bears, and then finish out the season with wins against the Jets and the Lions. God, they end really, like, kind of soft. They have a real right. soft landing. So, so so far, I'm... We have Packers, Packers. Vikings, you. Vikings, me. I can't imagine what Justin's going to say. Division's going to be real interesting this year, fellas. <laughs> Are you going to do the same thing Matt did, where it's like, the Bears, like, beat the Vikings. Or they don't play the Vikings. Oh, yeah, no. they do. No, they do at the end of the year. Like, you're going to have this thing where, like, the Bears, like, get swept by the Packers but then beat the Vikings in the final week and give the division over to the Packers. That's exactly what's going <laughs> yes! on. Yes! 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 Going into week 17, <laughs> both the Packers and the Vikings will have 11 wins. I've read this book before. <laughs> I know how it ends. <laughs> the Packers are hosting the Lions the final week, final game of the year. The Lions haven't won a game in Lambeau that Aaron Rodgers has started since he's coming into the league. Yeah, it's not going to change at all. Now, no. the Vikings also host the Bears. But them Bears, they seem to – the Bears do this thing in the division where they seem to just gouge at, like, Random points. <laughs> All right. And I only have them winning one division game, so like. I have the Bears. We'll, we'll start at the bottom. Yeah. I have the Lions going six and ten, one and five in the division. Okay. <laughs> the one and five in that one game. Oh my god. Is that one? They oh. they so going into that last game, they have no divisional wins. Wait, this is the Lions or the Bears? The Lions. But the Lions played the Packers last week. Oh no, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about the Bears. He meant, he meant Bears. That meant bears. I'm so, okay. Well, no, no, bears. No bears. I have different. I I I misspoke. Oh, let me shit. 
Yeah, yeah, so you no, got no, the no. Lions winning one. Well, because you have the Lions losing that one last yeah, so game they're, against they're, the Packers. Yeah, so they're looking for it. They don't get it. No. Lions, they're, they're wins, I guess I should say. They win, they win versus the Jets. They take one game versus the Packers like they usually do. Happens a lot. Mm. Makes me mad. Oh, it happens a lot, but it happens, it happens. sometimes. Makes me mad. It's going to be in Detroit as when, when we do lose them. It's in Detroit. Man, no Hail Mary? That's going to be a Hail Mary. It's going to be Hail Mary Week 17, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Anyway, they're winning at Miami in Seattle. They're not in Seattle. That's at, uh, at home versus Seattle. Then home versus the Panthers in Buffalo. Those are their wins. Next, the Chicago Bears. Going eight and eight. Alright. Three and three in a division. Literally middle of the road as possible. <laughs> That's as middle of the road as you can get, yeah. Uh I have the Sorry I didn't write this down specifically. I have them getting swept by the Packers. Are you surprised? No. Not not surprised. Then I have them sweeping the Lions and then splitting with the Vikings. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, most notable wins for them. Who? The Bears? Yeah. Okay. Not going to be a lot. I mean, there's eight. It's the last two weeks of the season. They turn it on, and then they go They go from San Francisco to Minnesota. Win both games. Win both games. Keep Minnesota Everything the else, they, Everything else is soft for their wins. Keep, keep, keep. And Arizona against, against Tampa and Miami. Versus the Jets, the Lions twice. That's what's a little softer. Those last two games are going to play hard. Keeping the keeping the Minnesota Vikings from winning the division. Yes. They go eleven and five. Yeah, Just- yeah, yeah. Next is the Minnesota Vikings, eleven and five. Do they? I was, I was going to say they split with the Packers, or do they get swept? They split with the Packers. Okay. Uh, I have them losing their Week 2 matchup in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Then I have them winning when they host them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other losses uh, at the Rams, at the Eagles, that two-game stretch. That's going to be super rough. Yeah. As you were saying before, that's going to be super rough for them. It's super rough for any team. Mm-hmm. That's going to beat them up. Then I have them losing to the Saints. And then the final the week. final game against the Bears. And the Packers twelve and four. The Packers are twelve four four two in the division. I have them winning their first four games. The Bears, Vikings, Redskins, and Bills. All right. Then they lose in Detroit. They're winning against the Forty Niners, who are not going to be twelve and four. Twelve and four. Matt. <laughs> 49ers going 12-4. and four. Yeah, dude. They no, might be the best team no. in the NFC. Get out. It's going to happen. And then when the day of reckoning comes, I want you all to bow at my feet. Okay. They lose. And if it doesn't, I'll say I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Fair enough. They lose against the Rams in what will probably be the most entertaining game this season. It's a good chance of being that. Yeah, probably. Because it, this probably be a super back-and-forth shootout crazy stuff. Uh, then I have them... Losing in Minnesota. You only lose one home game this season is when they host the Falcons. Yep. Because it's going to be sad. Yep. 
12 4 4 2. Packers take the division barely in week 17. So I'm the only just like when we did the Cowboys. I'll do the I'll do the the Berman thing. You're all on the Packers. Yes. I'm the I'm the only Vikings guy here. Which I I just I I I kind of expected that. And just to be clear, like I am only picking the Vikings to win one more game. Like that's how good. That's how much of it. The Vikings have one of the best rosters in the NFL. If you took Aaron Rodgers off the Packers, the Packers have like a bottom 10 roster. Put Aaron Rodgers no. on it. Bottom 10? Okay. No. I, I, last year, it was bottom 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference this year is that they hurt. added a lot of people, and they're unproven. Like, you don't know who you're going to get in the running game yet. They also have a healthy offensive line again. You do have a healthy offensive line, <laughs> but... So you don't know what you're going to get out of the running game. Jordy's gone. Aaron seems very, very upset that Jordy's gone. Dude, yeah. he just... Aaron was just in the media ripping all of the receivers. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, we just talked about that last week. Yeah, he was like calling them, like saying that the effort was piss poor and stuff like that. Um, and just a lot of the defensive play, like obviously. And I talked to you about this when they first when when the draft first happened. Man, drafting two corners is either going to be real cool or whew, it's going to be real sad. Like, because you can either... Those two corners are either going to come out and be, like, Lattimore and, like, Peters. Or they're going to go out there and be, like, like, Darkeese Denard. Oh, no. And uh, the other... The one dude uh, Minnesota took, and now he's, like, a slot guy. He isn't very good. Um, Mackenzie Alexander. It's going to be one of those situations. That's that's the give or take. Like, it, it doesn't... It's not going to affect the amount of games you win because it's Aaron, but it is going to affect like, who, like the blood pressure of yeah. the game. Yeah, it's if also, they don't work out, it's going to be a huge deal in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's going to be one of the big things why like the Falcons game is going to be real sad because Julio's just going to be like, <laughs> uh, get out of the way. <laughs> the way I'm going to have this set up, uh, most likely, uh, Green Bay will be hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that is the, in the playoffs. Listen, that is the hottest rivalry in professional football right now. Only in the playoffs. Only, dude. They played in the regular season last year. and It was insane. It was cool, but like, dude, it's not the Packers Cowboys thing right now, man. Who boy, Dak and it. Aaron. They just like just the shot for shot, Dak and Aaron. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know what it is. Dak goes up against like the the Falcons and get sacked like eight times. Granted, Ty Smith didn't play, but then he goes up against the Packers and Rogers. And he's just like, man, I'm going to throw for 350 yards. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite rivalry. Who's even, even in the division. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. All right. You have finished your uh, draft as we've been sitting here. Yep. Picking from the seventh spot. Picking from seventh. Uh, so what you got? I need to listen to this. Cause this is where I pick. All right. So, First round, I got Kamara. Uh, but that I don't. Who who else is at seven? Because Zeke was gone, and I was like, "Well, fuck it." All right. <laughs> <laughs> the All first right. round of your fantasy draft this year, Zeke's gone. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> That's Zeke. gonna be my team name. Zeke's gone. <laughs> fuck it. That's my name. Uh, next, we have uh, Keenan Allen in round two. Remember two years... Okay, we're going to save that for next year. Week. Yeah. Uh, all right, round three, you can get Doug Baldwin. 
So you got Keenan and Baldwin rounding out your receivers. Pretty pretty good. I mean, that's good. Like, it'll be good when Keenan Allen's only good for the first five weeks, and then Doug Baldwin's good past for the last twelve. Yeah, right. Uh, get your tight end a little bit early with Zach Ertz. I would love to get Zach Ertz in the fourth round. If Zach Ertz is the, in the fourth round, I'd be like, give me. Uh, and then you're going to complete the tandem and get Mark Ingram in the fifth round. Which it's kind of, if you're getting a running back that's suspended for your second running back, but you're going to get a lot of value later. Right. Uh, in sixth round, you got Tariq Cohn. Okay. Uh, then you get on Johnson, who's looked really good in the preseason. I know we're not talking about preseason, but he might actually be a runner for Detroit. Oh, yeah. Should we, like, apologize that we're not talking about the preseason? I mean, we're... The preseason's kind of... Like, if something really exciting happens in the preseason, I guess we could talk about it. But, like, man, there's, like... Until we get... Until the... I'll say this. The third week of preseason, when a lot of the teams are putting together their starters... And we see, like... We saw... Well, there was a lot of uh, starters that played the first drive or first quarter. That's true. Week one. And I think that's probably the smartest thing to do. A lot of the... Not to cut you, but a lot of the rookie running backs looked really good. Yeah, dude. Dude, Saquon's first NFL touch was a 30-yard run. (laughs) It was 39 yards and then... 39 yards. Right. And then four yards for four carries afterwards. That's true. But that 39-yard carry was pretty dope. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, I always – it's just something I do. I always take out the biggest run they have. That's an interesting – yeah. That's an interesting um, – I kind of like that. Yeah. To yeah, really kind of judge. You right. Know. Uh, all right. So, you got carry on Johnson. You got your boy Robbie Anderson next round. That's my uh, boy. And then you, you, you double up on the Andersons and take C.J. Anderson. Not my boy, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Not my Anderson. Uh, you're gonna buy into the bullshit a little bit here, and you're gonna draft Jordy Nelson in the tenth round. Oh god! In the, I, in the tenth? Yeah. Oh god, I would too. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> if he's oh, still man. there in the tenth I'm, round, I'm such a Derek Carr fanboy. You really are. I oh, it. dude, I don't would. don't doubt yourself. Jordy Nelson will catch passes and plenty of them in Oakland. It's the, gonna happen. They'll just be in garbage time. Yes, when they're losing. By so 20. as a tenth round in pick, one that's quarter. value in one quarter. Yeah, <laughs> that's like large value in the tenth round. Because Khalil Mack gets traded to the CFL. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Philip Rivers, your your quarterback. All right. Uh, it was between that and Garopp. What? What? Man, I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I'll, I'll say this: you've known me. You've known me for how long? Like almost twenty years. Right. I think I'd take Philip Rivers. I would buy so hard into the. Eh, I wouldn't buy into the Garoppolo hype, and I would take Rivers, and right. I'd get burned for it. Right. Yeah. But. You, we also are pretty high on the Chargers this year. So. We are. I would, yeah. yeah. I, and plus, you, I get Keenan Allen, right? Right. Keenan Allen's my second pick, so it makes more sense for me right. to get Philip Rivers than Garoppolo in that sense. So. And then uh, you get below Powell uh, after that to start for you for a couple weeks in the mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, you get Mike Wallace because 
Carson's gonna throw those deep balls. He's gonna like he's gonna like that deep threat. Okay. Aww. Oh, I don't like drafting. He, he, Remember when he was a raven? He's going to be your first drop. Oh, you don't. Of the season. <laughs> he would be too. He'll have like that's what'll happen. Like he'll have a like he'll have like a bad game. That's what I'll do. I'll draft Mike Wallace just be like, "Oh yeah, I'll draft." And then Mike Wallace will have like the first game of the year when Nick Foles starts. He'll have like one catch for like 15 yards. I'll be like, he's a bum! And I'll drop him. And then like... Wentz comes back. No, no, no. Like, our friend, our, the champ from last... Like, Shively will pick him up. And then he'll just score like 30 a game. Oh my gosh. That'll make... that, And I'll just be sad. Speaking of Shively, you're not going to get him. But Dan Bailey's your kicker. Oh. Actually, I'd, I'd be kind of... He's... He's pretty solid. He's in a most... league where you can lose six points for missing a goddamn field goal. Dan Bailey's pretty good to have. Yeah, that's true. He's your most accurate kicker, and you're high on the Cowboys, so you should be. I am high on the Cowboys. Yes. So you should be thinking they're scoring a lot. Yeah. If not, they'd be kicking field goals. Is he the mo- is he still the most accurate kicker in history? For those that qualify, I think he is. Could be. I think for those that qualify, Dan Bailey's the most accurate kicker of all time. Yes. Which is pretty insane. Justin Tucker's still the best kicker. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. Justin Tucker's the best kicker in the NFL. Yeah. Nobody else can hit, like, 55-yarders, like, consistently. And then gets so pumped. <laughs> he gets, I love it. He gets, like, does he? Why does he play for the Ravens? Dude, he sings opera. I know. It's, it's so cool. God, he's like, I want him to be my uncle. <laughs> Not my dad, because he's a Raven. <laughs> but, like, like, I want him, like, somewhat related to me. I just don't talk to him from, like, August to December. <laughs> like, uh, because he's busy, not that you don't want to talk to him. That's right, that's right, yeah. Hey, of course. Family's family. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about right <laughs> At the hour and a half mark, we just go, like... Off the rails. It's something about, like, the hour 25-minute mark, and we just... We're gone, like... And then, uh, Lance is your defense. That's not a bad defense. No. I'm it, sure you didn't have much to pick from. No. <laughs> can, can, we, can we name the episode Bird Week It's All in the Family? No, because it's Bird Week is a surprise. Yeah, we can't put Bird Week in the title. We can't put Bird Week in the title, yeah. Shit. Wait, what are you going to put... I mean, this is... What are you going to put in the episode description? I was thinking about making up a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Well, you teased that we you, you lied and said we were going to talk about the Dolphins and the Colts. Oh, yeah, I should just set that up, and then everything else will line up perfectly. Which, by the way, um, I'm going to take the Colts next week. Oh, yeah, Corey, who are you taking? Uh, I'll take the Dolphins, then. All right. <laughs> yes. I love it. I can't wait till we do the old switcheroo next week again. Oh, yeah. Wait till <laughs> you we'll never we're... talk about the Dolphins and the Colts. We're lying again. Tune in next week. Fool me once, shave on me. Fool me twice, you can't fool me again. <laughs> fool me three times, you prove me wrong. <laughs> Everybody, uh, hope you enjoyed this very special bird week. I'm gonna send a picture. Episode of Football After Dark. Does anybody have any bird thoughts they'd like to bring to the table? Uh, I hate birds. Really? <laughs> <laughs> There, there's my bird thought. <laughs> I'm not a fan of birds, actually. I think birds, like, birds, don't, they don't they're scare me. Cre- they're kind of creepy. They are me. really creepy, yeah. It's the I eyes. love birds. 
I mean, they're it's... So much, they're so smart and fun. Th- yeah, this is the thing, Unlike the ravens. Smart. Birds are smart is really weird. But, yeah. You, you must be dogging oh, wait, ravens you said, again. You sent a picture. Yeah, speaking of colts and dolphins. While I load this colts and dolphins picture, Jusby, where are people listening to us right now? All right, I know there's... I know somewhere out there... There, there's a there's a guy named Bob working construction while listening to this podcast. All right, Bob. What? I'm, I'm going to give you some that. very specific instructions. You're carrying around that little two by four right now, a really long two by four, about to set it getting ready to put on a roof. Whoops. My... What the heck is that, <laughs> Corey? Stop it. <laughs> what is this, <laughs> Corey? Corey just sent a very, very strange picture. <laughs> what? Look at the horse's face! <laughs> Look at the horse's face! How did that lie? What? Did you just find that, or is that... Yep. <laughs> and then he just, like, continues to live, like, yep. his life. I'm so sorry, so this is horrible sad. for audio listeners, which is all of you. We were talking about the colts and dolphins. I had to send that picture. Anyway, Bob! Yeah, Bob. Drop, drop that two by four. Just drop it <laughs> off of that twenty-four story building yeah, that you're drop working. Drop it, let it go. Kill, Fre- worry- kill Fred underneath you. <laughs> Don't worry about what happens. Fred's not man. listening to us. Freddy's not ready. That's right, he's not. <laughs> That's not what's important right now. What's important right now is not the dead person twenty stories down from you. Oh what's God. important is that you open up your phone, and if you look down, you notice that you're probably listening to us on the Apple Podcasts app or the Google Podcasts app. And pretty soon, when I actually get my shit together, YouTube. Can we, can we, hold on. How about, can that just be a meme that every time you say every episode, like, soon on YouTube, and then we just never go on YouTube? Maybe. That would be a fun thing. Or do it. I don't know. Maybe we should just do it. We'll see if I get the motivation. Right. <laughs> can barely get out of bed in the morning. Anyway. Barely get out of bed at 8 p.m. in the evening. Oh, man, that's what just happened today. Bob, you did that now, okay? You noticed you're listening to us on those things. Now, what I need you to do... Fast, is... the cops are coming for you. <laughs> you, you don't have a lot of time here. You're the, about other work, to go to... the other workers are screaming in horror at Fred being cut in half by a steel beam. You're about to go to prison. You don't need to use it, but hit that subscribe button so you see when we post. <laughs> Not guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> they might give you privileges in jail. So you, can you might be able to us. listen to us. Yeah, you might be able to listen to us in jail. We gotta make sure you sub or you won't know what's going hey, instead on. Instead of a last phone call, give us a five star rating. That's I right. I appreciate that. Yeah, to hit that <laughs> hit that little five star rating. You would get Justin to get up in the morning if you give it's, us a five star. It's possible. Star. So you give me some fucking money. I would too. That's right. <laughs> anyway, Bob. Now you've done that. You gotta go pretty quick. You can hear the sirens in the distance. The cops are coming. Go back to your homepage. Open up the Twitter app. Search for F-A-D-P-O-D in your search bar. F-A-D-P-O-D? That is F-A-D-P-O-D. Don't fuck this up, Bob. Now, (laughs) click on our page. It's Football After Dark. Go in. Give us a follow. You can even hit that bell to see when we post because everything's really fun and memey. And we have a great time on that Twitter. Corey makes most of the posts. He does a really excellent job. Then, when you're done with that, hit your home button again. They're coming. They're they're climbing up the scaffolding, ready to come get you down. Handcuffs ready. Pay attention, Bob. Hit that Facebook app. Go in there. You can also search F-A-D-P-O-D in that search bar. We will pop up. Go on there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share the dumb shit that we post. And then 
you can just enjoy the rest of your life in prison. <laughs> Bob. Because you just killed your coworker friend. <laughs> for us. For just us. For us. <laughs> Most importantly, for us. Yeah, no, we're, we're the only single part important part of this. We'll give you a shout-out every episode. Yeah, thanks, oh, yeah, Bob. If you do it, yeah, thanks, Bob. I appreciate you for... <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate it, but I'm. I, I, but I, I, the end your, result, your, your dedication, I applaud. I you. think. I think you owe us at this point, Bob, because <laughs> because Fred could have been a weekly listener, and so by elimination, you have to be the weekly listener in his stead. That's Just right. like when a cop's partner what else gets are killed. You gonna do? <laughs> right. Right. What else are you gonna do in prison but listen to us? You won't be able to watch the game, so you might as well get your information about what's going on from us. All right, wow. guys. That would be, okay. Uh, I don't know. Our bad best clothes ever, man. <laughs> I want to asterisk something we said earlier. Oh. Uh, we said that Roquan Smith was holding out, and as of four uh, thirty today, he the he signed. Out, yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. I've good. been super super busy since about like four. So yeah, I was asleep. Goof. Anyway, n- uh, stay tuned for next week. We are going to do our the, the history of our fantasy football league. You want how our draft goes? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Pretty much the entire bulk of the episode is going to be dedicated to that outside of the team reports and the W report. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys enjoyed the special Burn Week episode of Football After Dark. I'll see you next week. Or listen, you'll hear me next week, I guess. I, I, I can't. I can't make that distinction. It's so weird. I love you. I don't. Ready? I'll, 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 on, when I, when I do three. Yeah. We all say the Ravens are an eight and eight team. And then we, should we all clap? Yes. Oh man. Okay. All right. One, two. The The Ravens Ravens are an eight and eight team. team.